This is a Protos podcast. The trip to Reno feels foreboding, as though the heavens are kindly asking me not to go. The entire drive is cloaked in a thick, sick, saffron-yellow haze, as forests smolder for hundreds of miles and all at once. There's a sense of hopelessness mixed in with the smell of burnt wood. And everywhere I stop, it's clear that people are abiding by mask mandates, not because of COVID, but because it's hard to breathe outside. There's nothing picturesque, no mountain vistas or snow-capped peaks. There's almost no visibility at all. In fact, a fire-threatening Lake Tahoe is also threatening to shut down the highway that leads into Nevada. I find myself here, driving past some of the worst wildfires in American history, because at some point, as Bennett and I tried relentlessly to reach anyone from Blockchains LLC or the Nevada legislature and continuously ended up empty-handed, it became clear that it would take a trip to Story County, a romp around the Nevada desert, speaking to the people on the ground, to understand the truth. This is episode four of Innovated, Blockchain City. Reno ultimately isn't the final destination. Instead, this is a trip to Virginia City, the seat of Story County, where I'm due to meet Sam Toll, a local investigative reporter whose articles helped me decipher the bigger picture when it came to the innovation zone and those responsible. Virginia City is a 30-minute drive from Reno, up steep, winding, parched mountaintops. After you cross over a peak, you're greeted with a gorgeous sight. Nestled in a ridge is what looks like a classic 19th century mining town. And it is a silver mining town that briefly boomed, home to nearly 25,000 people at one point. But that time is long past, and today, Virginia City is a sleepy village home to less than a thousand people. Fortunately for me, one of those people is Sam Toll. Forgive the audio, we spoke with Sam at an outdoor cafe while a musician sang nearby. Is, has, has Lance Gilman, has he always been in, is he like Reno-based? Is he Story County-based? He started out in, in uh, San Diego County, that's where he met Roger Norman, who is his money man. He says specifically that there's like money behind him. Yeah, yeah. Roger Norman has the cash. Lance is just a front man. So Roger Norman, if you, well, I'm going to believe it. You know, got to start painting cars and cannot read or write. Because while Norman has business acumen in spades, he needs help in other areas. I don't read or write. (laughs) And yet developed most of South Reno bought all the land to develop the industrial park was the money behind it bamboozled story county into paying for all of his developer improvements out there story county taxpayers are on the hook for you know about 60 70 million dollars worth of paving and grading and and rail spurs and you know freeway off ramps and all that stuff but don roger norman is a possible billionaire And he sort of specializes in this purchasing of 
not only big swaths of land, but also gigantic projects. He recently purchased a giant pyramid in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He did what? It's a 600,000 square foot structure. So this is obviously his next huge project that he's taking on. But this is kind of par for the course for him. He has purchased massive mansions in Florida for flipping purposes. He's bought and sold giant businesses out in San Diego repeatedly. And it seems like his home base is the Reno Sparks area. Yeah, and and we're most familiar with his work in the Tahoe, Reno area because that's what we've been looking at for this series. And so he was the one who purchased and created the Tahoe, Reno Industrial Center, which now is home to Tesla, Google, Switch, and perhaps most importantly for our purposes, Blockchain's LLC, and was going to be the home for this new Painted Rock smart city. So he purchased up thousands and thousands of acres in this rural Nevada area and has now convinced a bunch of major companies to build out there and in the process has taken this land that was originally worth 20 million and made it worth billions. Right, and he's lauded for that. I think a lot of people in the area acknowledge that the Tahoe-Reno industrial area has been a boon for Story County. And, you know, I gotta be honest with you, Story County is fucking brilliant in terms of uh, basically saying, you know, as long as you're buying the property, we will give you a grading permit in seven days. You can start building in a week, right? And and that's righteous. So, so Lance came up here, partnered with Roger. Lance is the front man. <clears throat> Roger's the money man. Roger owns a $15 million mansion in Reno. Lance lives, if you believe the narrative, in an 800-square-foot trailer behind the whorehouse. The louder one involved in this story arc is Lance Gilman. Lance Gilman is the notorious owner of the Mustang Ranch brothel. He is the public salesman for much of Don Roger Norman's business enterprises, helping him pitch these various pieces of land and stuff to the public. Lance Gilman supposedly lives at the Mustang Ranch with several of his other employees and is an elected county commissioner for Story County, which he's only able to do because he supposedly lives at the Mustang Ranch, a fact he does not love being widely reported. You know, Lance is Mr. Magnificent. He's responsible for all this stuff. He owns the world-famous Story County Mustang Ranch brothel. He's... You know, he's a swinging dick. He was there representing not the taxpayers of Story County, but his financial interest, TRIC and, you know, his his soon-to-be new anchor tenant. So, um, and that's one of my, it has been one of my beefs. It's like, dude, you know, it's okay to be a swinging wheel, but if you're elected to represent the taxpayers of Story County, then you have not a pecuniary interest to them. You got one to us. The benefit to Story County, to Lance's credit, he was right. You know, the the industrial park was, you know, piddling along when it started. Once he landed Tesla, it got global attention, right? And it became an anchor tenant. So all of a sudden, all this interest came out. Tons and tons of companies bought land who are paying taxes, right? Build properties that are being fully taxed. I mean, that's why blockchains came out here. 
Now, Jeffrey Burns, as we've mentioned before, is the CEO of Blockchains LLC. He also has a very kind of quiet past. When I did as much deep diving as I, I could, there's really little to find on Jeffrey Burns. He talks about being a consumer advocate. I'm actually, it was a plaintiff's lawyer. I fight for the consumer. I fight for the, the people who, who can't fight for themselves against the big corporations. But besides being a consumer advocate, Jeffrey Burns also, apparently, likes to gamble. A 2021 profile of Jeffrey Burns by the Reno Gazette Journal mentions gambling no less than eight times. Specifically, in his early 20s, quote, he arranged luxury bus trips for Southern California senior citizens to visit Las Vegas casinos and bingo halls. Each stop on the junket had a different perk, coffee, a buffet, cash to gamble. Joyce Higgins, a fellow youth group director, visited Las Vegas with Burns many times. She said Burns adored the buffets and card tables. He especially liked Paigao poker, but he could be a moody player. When he was winning, Higgins said, I was his good luck charm. When he was losing, she couldn't be near him. End quote. He definitely made most of his money just buying Ethereum early. So he becomes a multimillionaire from doing that, but then looks as though he's spent a lot of his money on Blockchains LLC, which has essentially accomplished not very much. Uh, but what we do know is his most recent history, which is a little troubling. Allegedly, Jeffrey Burns and his wife hired this young woman to be a uh, live-in nanny and also assist with certain things related to Blockchains LLC. And because of that, she was on the Blockchains LLC payroll. She alleges that Mary Burns, Jeffrey's wife, would insist she wear form-fitting clothing, would ask her detailed questions about her sex life, would try to convince this nanny to come share a hotel room, and uh, also alleges that Jeffrey was a participant in this harassment as well. And she finally alleges that when she tried to leave their employ and return to the school she used to work at, they ensured she would not be able to return to the school. They made donations to the school and put enough pressure on the school that she was not able to return to her previous job there. Now, Jeffrey and Mary both deny all the allegations put forward by this woman, but it is certainly not helping Jeffrey Burns in his desire to build out Blockchain's LLC. A guy named uh, Frederick Bastiat in the 1850s, 1840s, wrote an interesting article, uh, essay about the seen and the unseen, right? Politicians will, will bamboozle you or will foist something upon you with the seen, what the you know, apparent benefits of whatever they're talking about is. But often it's the unseen, the uh, ramifications of their actions that nobody could have foreseen that ultimately decide, you know, whether or not it was a good idea or not. And most of the time, you know, they have absolutely no forethought and things, you know, either bite them in the ass or punch them in the face, depending on, you know, what it is they're trying to push on you. 
so yeah, what's the scene here? The scene is, wow, a smart city and a company that can uh, forge a quasi-government and, and chart their own course and be you know, fiercely independent. And I think it's important to separate blockchains, comma, INC from blockchain technology, right? Because, you know, blockchains, what the fuck's their product? What are they selling? What's their revenue stream? How, what are they, how are they making money? Again, remind me, because I don't see anything that they're selling that generates revenue. What Jeffrey Burns proposed when he started his company was that it would be a blockchain technology incubation center, right, where they would where they would gather companies that wanted to develop this technology and flesh it out into uh, its potential, whatever that is. I think that's fascinating. The state of Nevada is going to have another uh, meeting uh, on, you know, how they should proceed. Um to give folks who are listening a little bit of the history. So this all came as a bombshell during Nevada's 2021 20, uh, legislative session. Nevada conducts business every two years, thank God, uh, you know, because anytime the legislature's in session, you know, you got to watch your wallet and your liberty. But there was a bill that was proposed legislators decided it wasn't a good idea but the governor because he's got such a hard on for this said oh well okay but let's hold some hearings and have some meetings and get this to a point where we could hold a special session in 2022 and pass some sort of legislation that creates this quasi-legal entity uh, which i suspect is going to happen um, and Just from, because the governor is so into it. Right. He, and, and, and why is he into it? I don't know. Um, could it be that Jeffrey Burns is, you know, bought him a yacht or created some sort of uh, financial uh, incentive for him? to? I have, I have no idea. I can't make that statement because I don't know. But why is he? And this is how I leave Virginia City in Nevada. But before I go, I stop by the headquarters of Blockchains LLC on a Friday afternoon. Funny enough, I later realize I've driven by Jeffrey Burns, CEO, the man, the myth, the legend. But by the time I know it, he's hopped in his car and driven off into the desert sunset. I wander around the parking lot of the company for a half hour, hoping someone will come out to chat It's a silly hope. There's only one car in the lot that's designed to fit hundreds. Blockchains houses a large cafeteria, a room for cleaning staff, a smoking break area, offices on offices on offices, and a large, unstaffed reception desk. There's something so sad about this new blockchain city. Something so lonely about life in the metaverse. Perhaps Jeffrey Burns expressed it best himself. Listen, the truth is, what we're attempting to do here, it's risky. It's a paradigm shift. This is either going to be the biggest thing ever or the most spectacular crash and burn in the history of mankind. (laughs) And, And I truly believe it's going to be one of those. Join us soon for the final episode of Innovated Blockchain City. Innovated is produced by Protos in collaboration with Bennett Tomlin and myself, Cass Pianci.